On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Deathstalker 4, Match of the Titans from 1991. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Heard about my reputation for fair play. I believe everything you hear. You're gonna make love to me before this night is over, like you've never made love before. In the midst of this chaos, there were men, heroes, who fought against evil and injustice. This is the story of one such man. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 85. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your Downed Warrior co-hoster, Cullen. That's my horse. Today we are here to discuss the 1991 film, Deathstalker 4, Match of Titans. Cullen, describe the match to us. begins as a contest of strength, the challenge of competition, luring fighters from far away to a hilltop castle. Deathstalker leads the combatants, but only to discover that the winners are disappearing one by one. Now, in his last and greatest battle, Deathstalker must defend his remaining comrades, his life, and his newfound love in battle against an evil army of stone warriors and the wicked queen who created them. Deathstalker 4, Match of Titans, is written and directed by Howard R. Cohen and stars Rick Hill, Maria Ford, Michelle Moffat, and Brett Baxter Clark. Welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade as we head in to our fourth year, the IV year of our show. And as always, we like to stalk us some death. It's a total coincidence that uh, Gear IV and Deathstalker IV are coming together at the same time, right? It's just total coincidence. And the fact that two Titans are matching up to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I am wearing uh, it, my shirt where the nipples are cut out, so I, th- I thought just, it was only appropriate. Yeah, I've got a top that's going to come off and want to jump in the pool and throw you down, so it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Not a step forward in women's rights, this movie. (laughs) No, but it did cast a bunch of them. Yes, they Uh, did. (laughs) Seemingly, they were supposed to be the main people in the movie, but eh. There are roles. (laughs) They had names. They they certainly are on film. When we kick off our year, we don't call them seasons because we don't take breaks. And uh, we do a dust stalker, which in our first year, we dust stalker showed up later in the year, but we were figuring things out. We were still a well-oiled machine, but yeah, we enjoyed Deathstalker, so let's get into Deathstalker 2 right away. So 
Here we are with Deathstalker 4, the fourth and final film of the Deathstalker run. If you were worried, then what are they going to do in year five? Just go through it again? Do Rick Hill movies? No. There are two Barbarian Queen movies. So they spun off with Lana Clarkson's character and did two Barbarian Queens. So she was in the first movie and they did the Barbarian Queen and Barbarian Queen 2, which they're coming up. Not this year. But if you were worried about this universe being left behind, fear not. You've at least got two more. So you got two more years out of us, and then we'll have to just stop because mm-hmm. we, we've run out of them. Why they called Cinema Cavalcade end? Well, there were no more Deathstalker movies. So let's put together that reboot. We got two years, two, three years. We got three years. Reboot Deathstalker. Get Roger Corbin's people on it. Or they could do Deathstalker the series. So we have episodes every year. Just keep it going. <laughs> Deathstalker 4, it's the biggie uh, Rick Hill, the original Deathstalker, is back to bookend it. Uh, I guess that Rick Hill took acting lessons between the first and the fourth one, because he actually has, like, charisma a a bit. A bit. Well, I feel like he got to the set, and they were like, well, okay, Rick, welcome back, first of all. Um, Here's your loincloth. Um, (laughs) Things have kind of changed since you were around last time. I was like, what's going on? I was like, he kind of cracks jokes now, and it's a little light. I'm more light spirited because he, he doesn't feel like the Death Stalker from the first one. No, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't look like someone that would uh, grab a woman and throw her in a pile of hay and do whatever he wants. This that's a different Death Stalker. He's grown into less of a monster, which is yeah. nice. I mean, he he feels it makes it feel like the first one was like super caveman, like a Death Stalker. Yeah, I kill and I bone. And stuff, you know, like that kind of mm-hmm. ways. He, he wasn't like that, but I and mean, he also didn't. Really, yeah. He also didn't really feel like a hero. Really, in all of these, he is just a guy with a sword that ends up doing stuff. <laughs> and this one is no different. Story, there's a story in this one, but it's there, Brandon. <laughs> there, I, I, there is a story, but oh my! Like there's there's a whole hour and twenty minutes. To surround maybe 10 minutes. You know what? Uh, I will say this for Deathstalker 4. It is more coherent than Highlander 2. Yeah. So, congratulations. Simplicity cleared that is bar. always a key. So, Rick Hill's back, and they, the thing I like about him here this time around is he's got the look that you feel with a Deathstalker. The last two dudes were skimpy, but he's got mm-hmm. the personality I liked of the second Deathstalker kind of infused. Definitely, yeah. It, it is a mix of the first and second one, with his character anyway, because there's not a lot of comedy in this movie, unlike in the second one. And he's also got the everyone wants to forget Deathstalker 3 attributes in him, too. He's got that going. <laughs> you can see the secret shame that he carries within his soul. In the age of darkness, there was chaos. It was a time when honest men ran in fear from evil armies. And beautiful women were toys to be fought over and tossed away. Deathstalker 4, we open up with this quick credit sequence, and we have a narration from, I believe, Dianara, a character played by Maria Ford that we'll meet a little later in the film, talking about evil armies, killing people, and it, the movie up front admits that women were just tossed away. So it's like, the series is like, yeah, we know. We're still going to do it, but 
We know. Yeah. This was a time of barbarians, so that's what they did, unfortunately. Yeah. And it eventually introduces us to Deathstalker and then recaps the events of the first movie. I, during this, I noticed the score is like super cheap synth demo track. Yeah, no, it is. It seems like the score was just a Casio keyboard that yeah. someone had bought that week and was just dicking around with it. Like, is that kind of match the action? Okay, great. And it's always like that. That no point do you ever believe that more than one person was making music happen. It's like the guy who did the score came up with this demo, and he's like, here you go, guys. This is what I'm thinking. What are you guys thinking? And, you know, before he goes to do it all out, and they're like, okay, we'll take it. He's like, okay, I'll go start. Get the orchestra ready. We'll record. No, no, no. We'll take this. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll take the, the. And he's like, that's just a Casio demo. Like, no, yeah, but we'll, we'll take it. We're done. Like, that's. <laughs> Porn music is better composed than the soundtrack for Deathstalker 4. <laughs> it is. No, no shit. So Deathstalker comes across a recently sacked town and finds a woman being attacked. Well, our, our first one, right? Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this is a... It's Match of Titans, but it's Sack of Towns, too. I'd say there's about five subtitles that we could give this movie. <laughs> right. There's a woman being attacked by these guys with lion heads. <laughs> They're not masks. They're yeah. their heads, but they look like masks. I couldn't tell if which it was. <laughs> if it was a mask or just their head. And also, even if they're not masks, why are there people with like lion heads? Like magic? What happened? Well, we, had, we had the boar head guy in the that they used in the first movie, and then we got that's a constant. They love the footage of the guy with the boar's head, yeah. or the pig head guy from the, the not Gamorian guard guy from the original Deathstalker appeared via clips from previous movies in Deathstalker 2 and 3, and now this one, too, as we'll see later. They're, like, they're making their money off that one costume, and now we have lion head people, which, that's their heads, but it'd be cool if those were masks. Those are our helmets. We have these yeah, cool lion, but like, as, as like, being the, their head, no, those look like shit. Like there's part of some kind of gang or kingdom or society or something that would justify them wearing like the lion heads. Like, but no, yeah. no, they're just lion people exist in Deathstalker somehow. With human bodies, uh, he, Deathstalker shows up and he shoots one in the head with an arrow and then another in the chest and he swords fights and uh, kills it lazily and boringly. He's like, yep, let me just slowly get that. Yep, dead. Okay. <laughs> That's the way every fight scene Deathstalker. is in this movie. Right. <laughs> just everyone just kind of lurching through it. I mean, they're poorly choreographed, but they're also low energy as well. You can see them in their head counting the steps. Step Two, three, thrust, two, three, swing, two. Th it's it's like someone doing math on their fingers, but it's choreography. Right. <laughs> it's almost like they have the scenes, like they didn't storyboard anything, and they get to the set, and they're like, okay, it's, there's supposed to be a fight here. And the director looks around, he puts his hand on his hips, he's like, uh, why don't you like just jump up there? And then he swings up at you, and then you just kind of block it, and then say your line, and then... Like you need, you need to, you need to fight each other, but don't look like you're about to hurt each other at any time. Right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Deathstalker's kind to this woman and offers to take her home, lets her ride his horse. Deathstalker in the last movie would have tried to get down to business, so he's he's kind of a changed man right now. Despite despite his recovering from the other right. movies, he's got all so, kinds of sores. 
The girl finds her father and some men by a creek. Deathstalker says he's looking for a warrior named Aldilar, whom he'd fought with in the battle not too long ago, and they got separated, and they swap swords. <laughs> so we get clips of a village battle from the first movie, and we hear the bad guys' armies sacking all the villages to go with more clips, previous movies, village battles, but this Aldilar guy, is he someone who's an extra in the first movie who they're trying to be like, see that guy there? He was important. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to say that it is just they needed a name, and that's what they picked. It's someone we've never he, met. He shows up later in the movie. He's definitely not the guy we're seeing. Oh, yeah. No way. It's a scene from the first movie, and a bunch of the, like talking about this guy. I'm like, I think that's just one of like glorified extra villagers fighting. Because the only person I remember from the first movie, male-wise, other than Moncor and Deathstalker, was Richard Brooker, who was Jason in Friday the 13th Part 3. Right. He's the only guy I remember. <sighs> and it wasn't him, but he'll show up in this movie in vintage clips. Right, right, right. And, you know, in the other Deathstalker movies... <laughs> the Deathstalker's goal is like, oh, I gotta put these three items together and stop this wizard, and I gotta stop this wizard, I gotta free this kingdom, and this one's like, ah, I gotta get my sword. <laughs> yeah, we had a switcheroo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just my gotta mix My boy Adelar, he took it, he borrowed it for the weekend. I slipped Need over to his place, he grabbed my sword on the way out. It's a whole thing, I'm just trying to find him. <laughs> But night, Deathstalker comes across a camp with Vaniat, a great warrior doing push-ups as he cooks a pig, and he has dinner with him and his trainer, and the trainer says he could train Deathstalker too, but Vaniat disagrees. You know, I could make a fighter out of you. Him? He wouldn't last five minutes eating like that. And I bet you chase women too. Best exercise I know. Saps your vital juices. Yeah, Deathstalker just gives him the look like he's racist glass. Like, oh, yeah. Virgin. That's why I do it. I can't stalk death all the time. Stalking death needs some unloading. (laughs) While I'm stalking death, I need to create some life, too. Come on. So uh, The next morning, they come across a woman doing battle with some bad guys in the woods. She seems to be protecting this woman in a white dress, wielding a big sword. The battle includes a classic good old kick to the nuts from the girl. Oh, it's like, deep. It's a it was deep, deep kick. It was so good, I expected the kick to the nuts guy to show up. <laughs> I expected his balls to fly out of his mouth. The female warrior, she's killed. The women, we find out, are sisters. They were on their way for her to fight in a tournament, but the girl, Dianara, the sister in the white, will fight in her place, which apparently includes her switching clothes with her sister. (laughs) And, And we have the revealing backside shot of her getting dressed, but later in the movie she shows her boobs, so I don't know what well, was up with this. And also, it's weird, like you said, like she, it's just the back shot, she's taking up the clothes, and we just watch her just change her clothes, and then it fades to black, and that's the end of the scene. But it go- Yeah, right. It's it's weird. There's like a cave-in or something, right? Or am I jumping ahead? Well, head, or? No. Deathstalker offers to accompany her to the tournament. One of the bad guys awakes and creates a rubble of rock burying them in the cavern during this time. This is when she changes her clothes, and then we fade out, and somehow we're the next day, and they're out of the cave on horseback? <laughs> yeah, they don't show, like, I don't know. A cave-in seems like a 
bit of uh, obstacle that we should probably yeah, see like, him overcome. And I was like, oh no, we'll just take the back door. Like, we'll- yeah, yeah. Even that is like, oh, there's a rear entrance to the cave. Like, okay, great, we're done. Nothing. There's, like you said, just the next day they have a horse like, now. How are they going to get out of this? And it's like like that. I mean, it, through the power yeah, it, of editing, apparently. Yeah, it is, and they've got a horse too. <laughs> at the same time, no. Oh, they show us like, oh, see, this is where she got her different clothes from, huh? Great. Okay, that's cool. How did they get the horse? That's such a, <laughs> yes. that's such a bigger thing. Like, we haven't seen anyone riding a horse. Why? Well, I mean, we have, <laughs> right? But you know, not yeah. around them anyway. But yeah, where the hell did this horse come from? Oh yeah, and by Where'd the way, Vania, where did Vanya go? Like what? Yeah, he just left them. Just bye. And, yeah, and also like a wolf man, he makes this cave in happen. Again, just mm-hmm. more. We've got pigmen, lion people, and wolfmen. What? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Is there, is there just a bunch of people that have gypsy curses? Why do these things exist? Uh, I'm fine with it. It's a fantasy movie. I'll, I'll give it that. I'm like, okay, there's going to be creatures. I, that's fine. I guess it's just that they look so shitty. That's just so oh, no, distracting. Yeah. It really does look like they just like went to a taxidermist. And just hollowed out like the skulls and all that, and just like put them yeah. on. Like, all right, now it's a costume. This is, this is a prop, right? It's not real. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not real. Go ahead, wear it. They arrive at the kingdom, and they get up to the kingdom, but they go into like the the drained out moat. They don't. They, I found this way. They never enter the kingdom. They like it's like they only had a budget to like shoot outside one of the walls because everything new in this movie yeah. takes place on a set or outside here in this little area like and this was their goal was, like, was to get to this castle that's like like going to disney world and just saying oh, okay we're here let's just hang out in the parking lot like no go in that's the whole reason you came they both get separated by different kinds of ruffians there and this drunk guy tells Deathstalker he saw aladar there baniat's here that guy i'm not gonna say the worst voiceover i've ever heard but it is super apparent that is the voiceover. Mm-hmm. It's it's so apparent that you hear him like yell off screen like a Deathstalker, and then yeah. and then when you see him, he starts his dialogue, and the beginning of that dialogue is the original dialogue of the actor in the scene, but mid word the voiceover kicks in like whoa, it's even more jarring to make it yeah. entirely clear it's not his voice. And who we're going to meet in a little bit, Janaris, she has awful voiceover, too. Yeah, I, these are like all the other Deathstalker movies where they just hire people that do not speak the language that they're supposed to speak, and they just kind of figure it out later. Deathstalker and Dianara discuss why she came to the tournament. The guy he was talking to earlier, the drunk, enters Deathstalker in a jousting battle via a bet. And at the bottom is a pool while Deathstalker's jousting this thing, which Dianara pushes Janaris, who's this nasty woman there, and she pushes her in, and they get in a wet wrestling match as Deathstalker wins the joust. And as uh, as Booby falls out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah, as as Deathstalker plays American gladiators against a bear man. Uh, Yeah, another mask person that's (laughs) barely ahead. And we never get to see the end of the the pool battle, right? It just, like, ends. It's like they were still fighting in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, More exciting than the joust. I guess. Neither one of them were exciting, like, at all. Kana, who runs this whole thing, arrives. She's a sorceress. 
queen something. Um, <laughs> that, that's accurate. I didn't realize that she was able to use magic until near the end of the movie. She's got this old guy with a staff that's with her. I never caught his name in the entire movie. Oh, he leads these Tukana chants. Tukana! I, I just ignored the names in this whole movie. I know Deathstalker's name, and I know Kana. I know no one else's name in this movie because their names are bullshit. They're just a like, bunch of words they put together. These are not names. Dinara's name, I swear, doesn't get said till like, three quarters in the movie. Sure. And she's the main person. Vanya was, like, at the beginning. A Generis, I thought her name was, like, Zelina or something most of the way through. Is that the the, the leather lady? Yeah. Okay. That, that's why I wrote it down as, because I had no idea. Because uh, they don't sound like names. It is, it's just noise I, coming out of people's mouths whenever they say their names. And it doesn't, they don't even say their names that often. Or accurately. I had to refer yeah. to the map key for this. Since I'm leading through the, the film here, I got to have their names. But this guy, I just was not going to, I was not about looking it up. And yeah. nothing looks easy. on uh, These names, looking through the cast list and stuff, nobody's got pictures. And none of the names sound like, oh, yeah, that's it. So this guy is just the Tucana chant leader guy that hangs around with her. I called uh, him the battle wizard because he has these, he looks vaguely wizardy and he has huge, huge shoulder pads or whatever yeah. they're called. I don't know. Giant futuristic hoops going around his shoulders. <laughs> yeah. He's a character. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> He's quite a character. At night, he watches over everyone. Inside somewhere, Deathstalker says he needs to teach Dinera about her sword. If your heart is set on fighting in this tournament, I need to teach you a few things about your sword. Well, that's not exactly what I planned on learning about tonight. What exactly did you have in mind? What would it take to civilize you? Let's see how civilized people live. And they maneuver into boning position, but they're interrupted by the uh, Takana guy. She's ordered all the women warriors to the wall, and Dinara waits with all the other women at the wall, which is looks like just the throne room or something it, it, of this it, it, castle. It, yeah, it's just a bunch of. It's just an empty room where they're just hanging out and waiting for something. They don't know what. They're just, just hanging out. I love that this is the night before the tournament. And mm. the blonde lady, whose name I won't remember because it's not a real name. They even talk about how she should be training for this tournament that she didn't train for and didn't mean to be in there. But her sister, it meant a lot to her, and she's taking her place. So instead of training and honoring her sister, like, you know what? No, I want some Deathstalker D. What a irresponsible person she is. Kana shows up in Deathstalker's room to help him with his blue ball situation. Appears, by the way. Not comes in, she's just there. She says she wants to show him how to use his powers, but he declines her and she leaves. <laughs> like, but he does get some heavy petting in. Yeah, and her outfit, it looks like, like a 60s B-movie meets a Ren Faire. Again, those huge ring shoulder pad things, and Barbarella would see it and like, that's a little much. Tone right. it down. 
Dinara returns as Kana leaves and is upset. Dinara wants to leave and is curious as to why they are under such a watch. They both feel it's more than a tournament. Kana came here for something, but it wasn't my body. The next day, all the women are bathing, and Janaris is hitting on a servant girl and winds up in an altercation, which she kills the woman who owned this girl. So she's like, you're mine now. <laughs> Yeah, things, and takes her. Things really escalated quick because, like you said, they were just right. just washing. It, it, it's mm-hmm. super creepy that they're all just washing out in a courtyard while a guard watches. But whatever, it goes from just taking a bath to murder in about the course of a minute or less, probably. Death Talker hangs out and continues to be bugged by the drunk guy as Vaniat watches. The horns sound and Kana arrives, choosing the first pair of people to fight, which happens to be the drunk guy, whose name is Endoron. And he he fights, he's beaten easily, and then we get a montage of the tournament going on, which is basically clips from the first movie yep. with narration, because... All of a sudden, it doesn't look anything like where they're fighting. It looks like they have a budget, and it's also familiar because you've seen these fights before. Yeah, it's not even like it's cut differently. They just lifted it directly from the first movie and put Wh- it which in. Which I believe a lot of it was a montage in the first movie. Absolutely it was, yeah. Yeah. I remember the scrawny guy with the like the oxen horns as a hat. He's jumping yeah, around in this. So yeah, you oh, get we, we, that first movie because we can't film clips of just these people like <laughs> having standoffs. I guess. Well, if they didn't use the footage from the first movie, we wouldn't get to see that severe crotch trauma for, like we did in the first. Oh, one. that's true. Yeah, we got the the oxen horns. Just gets a a whole handful of some other guy's crotch and just it just does not let go. As Janaris fights a tiger lady, Kana demands her guy that she sees Deathstalker fight. Deathstalker, meanwhile, explores the caverns. Janaris kills the tiger lady at the end of the battle. If you were remotely attractive, I'd let you live. Okay. She grabs the servant girl and takes her off. And here's my little trophy. Deathstalker, Dinara, and the short-haired woman. There's a short-haired woman that hangs out with them for a bit. Yeah. Did you notice that? Uh, that yeah. I just, like, why, why are you here? Like, what? Yeah. Are you fr- yeah. Like, I guess you're a friend? I don't know. Yeah. Katie Lang is in the movie for some reason or another. <laughs> right. <laughs> and helps them fight. They talk about losing their life versus losing honor. Drunk guy, Enderon, shows up. And Deathstalker is chosen to fight against an old man who struggles to get his sword unsheathed. Arcana quickly disqualifies that guy and has Vaniat chosen as the combatant. Vaniat worries... But the trainer talks him up. Deathstalker wins the battle with him and grants him mercy. A drunk is called for battle and then is taken to the dungeon. That night in the dungeon, there is some um, hella girl-on-girl action going on. <laughs> yeah, there's just... That's, uh, yeah, just, just a, randomly. Just a pile of women on ecstasy just <laughs> flopping all yeah, over each other. Random. Like, they're walking down a hall and then there's just a side room where... <laughs> They're literally just like falling all over each other and just, what happens? Deathstalker has like almost like late night 1990s Cinemax appeal in this movie compared to the others. Yeah. At random spots, it could have turned into one of those movies. Did Deathstalker walk by this room or not? I don't think so. Okay. I I think it's the only time I remember seeing this room. Okay. I was going to say, if Deathstalker walked by that room and he didn't take any kind of action on it, then he's just he's suffering from low testosterone because the dust sucker I know 
if he sees a pile of naked women, he's going to get in there and see what happens. Uh, Kana, in her room, watches Deathstalker through a magic mirror. We then get scenes from the first movie of the tavern with the boarhead guy. Uh, we see that whole thing. Uh, Dianera waits in her room as a short-haired friend sleeps, and Deathstalker searches the grounds and corridors of the castle. He finds Kana watching the girl-on-girl action in her mirror. So I guess Deathstalker did see it a bit. She has the drunk guy in her bed. Deathstalker watches in amusement, and he notices two swords up on the wall, which one of them's his. Even though it isn't, because it's a different sword that we saw from the beginning of the movie. Right. It looks similar, (laughs) but it's not the same sword. It evokes the same thought, I guess. Uh, He returns to Dianara to discuss the findings. They wonder if the wine is poisoned. He surmises the tournament is to keep them busy as she picks them off one by one. They implore Vaniat, since he doesn't drink wine, what a plan, to keep Kana busy. They uh, suck face to show Vaniat how enjoyable being with a woman can be and teach him some chivalry. They need to find what she takes to save herself from the poisoned wine. They let him practice on Dianara, which brings some jealousy from Deathstalker. You said that? (laughs) That's my horse. Uh, That's good. Good. That's uh, good. Save it for Kana. The next day, the tournament continues. We can see that old man that struggled earlier get his ass handed to him, and the short-haired girl's taken away. Like, is she dead? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. By the way, Brandon, when I was watching this movie and the sisters were, were fighting that gang and then the one died, I was like, oh, we got to go to this tournament. I thought it was just a tournament of female fighters. So I thought, oh, that's... I thought you... No, 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 no. I thought so too. I was surprised when there were dudes in it. Yeah, and I thought like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's that's a different thing that, that they're doing. And then like, no, it's just... It's, it's everyone. Like, oh, that makes it less special. But I'm positive that they did that so they could use the old footage from the oh, other yeah, tournaments, yeah. from the other movies. That's, that's why they did it. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, that makes total sense. A, a dude looks into the mirror watching some woman get naked... Uh, then he sees Deathstalker in it, and Deathstalker finds the corpse of someone with a sword and is confronted by the mirror guy. The guy was that was looking in the mirror, this and random it, uh, schmuck. Yeah, I, and this is our first introduction to whoever this is. <laughs> like, this seems yeah. like it would, should be someone important, but no, it's just some guy that happens to be in the castle, looks in the mirror, and sees Deathstalker standing next to a dead guy. And Deathstalker sees this, this dead guy. He's laying there with a sword in his hand. And I was like, oh, is that like a top of a coffin thing or whatever? And then Deathstalker's like, oh, look at this corpse. I'm like, oh, he's just dead. And then I didn't realize like, oh, no, he's dead and stone. I just thought, oh, that's what a corpse looks like in here. It wouldn't be till later that I'm like, oh, he's stone too. So I thought it yeah. was just like a, a sculpture. And then I was told he was a corpse. So I thought he was like a corpse. Yeah. But then I took away the whole stone part of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. My mind went through for this simple thing of now he's just a guy turns us down. Here's a little so. here's a little screenwriting tip. If you're gonna introduce something major like someone turning into stone, the first time you establish it, it needs to be kind of a big reveal because that's a big fucking deal. Not just so, like, oh look, he's stone. We didn't even see it. He just looked kind of gray. We couldn't tell. Deathstalker kills this guy that we just met and went to confront him. He returns to the tournament. Dianera is chosen to fight one of Generis' crew and wins. And during this, Vania approaches Kana and is welcomed into her company. 
At the post-fight feast, Vanyat is still in Kana's company. Janaris enters and threatens Dayanara. The great woman warrior. But the tournament goes on, and before it ends, you're going to have to face me. Vanyat fakes drinking wine and continues to flatter Kana, to which she takes off her top right in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like, damn, that is that is aggressive as hell. Vanyat's uh, trainer blames Dustalker for all of this. And some drunken altercations begin to mount up, and we get in an all-out brawl. And during this, it's boring, but Dianara, she uh, she lives up to her sister and gives some dude some crotch drama. <laughs> oh, and, th- and thank goodness. We can't have exploding cars in this movie, so we need to increase the amount of crotch trauma. After Deathstalker gears up and Dianara admits the castle used to be her family's until it was overrun by Kana's father, and we get a flashback to... Um, her village getting ransacked. That has to be that has to be another movie, right? Yeah, yeah. This did not look like a I didn't remember any of this from any Death Stalker. No. But it probably came yeah. from someone. No, there's no way that isn't from another Roger Corman movie. I mean, I think it was the last Death Stalker movie, they took a exterior shot of a castle that was from the Raven, which was from the seventies, and this was made in, you know, what the late 80s. I think Raven might have even been even earlier than that. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I laugh because that was the castle that was the drawing for the backdrop of the credits. Like it was something epic. Jesus. Her sister and her were taken prisoner, and her mother and father were killed, and Deathstalker says, So you're a princess. I should have known I'm always getting mixed up with princesses. I liked you even when you were a peasant girl. They sneak out into the night as Kana is watching. She then goes to her bed to throw herself on Vaniat, who is trying to act too tired or drunk for her actions. Man, girl is thirsty. <laughs> yeah, she is all over him. She does everything of short of pull out a knife and say, like, let's screw. Because she just right. paws and paws and paws at him. You are in a castle that is just full of fit warriors. <laughs> that are certainly looking to screw. Just just go get one of them. Why are you determined to get this one guy? You know what? It is Supergirl. That's what it is. The evil sorceress says, hey, I want this guy for reasons that are unexplained to anyone and obvious to nobody. So Dianara shows Deathstalker into the caverns that she used to hide in as a child. When they get to a certain point, Deathstalker asks her to turn back and let him go alone. She gives him her amulet... What's this? It protects me. You seem to do pretty well with a sword in your hand. I wouldn't have without it. Its magic stays with me, and I'll stay with you. Deathstalker finds another corpse turned into stone. And this is where I realized, oh, that was the that was what was with the other guy that they found. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, how much time would you say Deathstalker spends in this movie just looking around for stuff? Uh, through the same cavern shot at different yeah, angles. Oh my gosh, that's that's I mean as much as clips from other movies. This uh, another title for this movie, Hallway Stalker. Yeah. It's so he's just yeah. he's walking through hallways. We never see him like leave like the room he was in. We never hear him say like, "Oh, I'm gonna go look for this." Every time, like I, I never know what he's looking for. I assume he's looking for the sword, but then there's also like the whole thing of the wine being poisoned, so he's also looking into that. It's like, what is your goal now, Deathstalker? I don't yeah. know. Hallway of Titans. 
<laughs> Kana is mad at Vania is not responding to her advances as he goes to check her in the mirror. Uh, or she goes to check it, the, her mirror. Vanya takes something from her nightstand. Deathstalker battles soldiers. <laughs> exactly. Something. We don't know what. Right. Just a pile of something that he stuffs in his pants. She had like a nightstand. I thought there was going to be like a lamp on it. It was that almost <laughs> modern looking. It has her cell phone charger like sitting out on it. Right. Set my alarm clock. Deathstalker battles soldiers as he finds a door that leads to some more stone corpses, including Aldalar, played by a completely different looking guy. Kana's right hand <laughs> man guy shows up to see Deathstalker, and he like starts speaking like super deep voice, like suit, like he did not talk like this before the scene. Aldalar, she's turned you to stone, and you will be next. She doesn't have your sword. We have it, and we want the secret of its magic. The secret is, there is no secret. That's Stalker. I have no time for such games. Draw your sword. I don't have one. I don't need one. It turns into, uh, like, Andre the Giant. Like, you cannot understand what the guy is yes! saying. Yeah, like, and he wasn't like that before. Anybody want a peanut? You, you, you cannot make heads or tails of what's happening. So he locks Deathstalker in the room with all the stone corpses that have come to life, and Deathstalker escapes to do battle with more soldiers as the right-hand guy watches. When he's done, he's knocked out by a stone corpse. And I'd also like to point out that during this scene where Deathstalker, our hero, is fighting all of these stone corpses, a silence, there's... Sound of the room yeah, and all no that. Score. Yeah, yeah, there's no score. Which it was an interesting choice. Yeah. Like I was like, wow. Well, but <clears throat> I, I am one of those people that I'm all for less music in the movie. I think that uh, there's plenty of times where it's good just let the scene breathe and we can just focus on what's happening. But this is not one of those times. There's no music, so it really highlights how uninteresting the fight is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree because I remember thinking this. I'm like. There's no music, and it's and it's got like weak sword, like it's almost got the like live set audio of Clay. Like <laughs> I feel like there was yeah. no post audio here. It's oh just no, what was happening live on the set. Absolutely not, and that yeah, it's another thing that makes it even weaker. Uh, you know, just the the little clang clang of the the swords, just and feet shuffling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like I said, it really highlights just how bland and uninteresting it is. Like even. Like, like, like th it's, this is a it, this is an adventure movie. There should be thrilling fucking music in it. What they should have done was reuse the music from the other Deathstalker movies here. That right? would have been better than using the footage from the other movies. And, and it's almost, I mean, it's so close to almost having like a guy cough during it. Oh yeah, <coughs> <laughs> like what? Well, just randomly like hearing a cough during this battle. Like a teamster just walks into the shot. And is like, sorry. <laughs> They're fighting and they stab his cup of coffee with their sword. Dinara waits in her room, worried. Kana, done with Vaniat, leaves her room. Vaniat checks himself out in the mirror and then sees Deathstalker's in trouble and tied to a wheel in the cellar. Kana tries to force Deathstalker to drink the wine as he offers himself up to her. She's creating an army of stone corpses and says, you'll do anything I want to once your will is turned to stone. The next morning, because it 
that stuff was happening tonight, and now it's like morning. <laughs> I think about a month goes by in this movie. There's so much. Right, it's yeah. like like something happens, and now it's daytime. Something happens, now it's nighttime. It just goes back and forth over and over and over again. Vaniat returns to Dianara. He's got the antidote for the poison. He goes, "I cleaned her out." <laughs> so she she immediately how, she immediately finds Deathstalker. And, and how does he know that's an antidote? Uh, whatever. It was on her nightstand. Yeah. It was on her nightstand, so it must be the antidote. And if you'll remember, he threw it in his crotch. Yes. Yeah, so everyone, and everybody will be eating and drinking from that. Sweet. Oh, this cure's pretty musty. She, uh, so must she finds. <laughs> Deathstalker right away, who's in the process of being turning into stone, but she gives him the antidote. The tournament, Vaniat hands out the antidote to all the fighters who just take it. Like, they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they haven't been explained that people are turning into stone. They don't know this is happening. Daenerys and Dinara are the first chosen to fight. The stone warriors wait in the Great Hall. Kana goes to find Deathstalker, but he's gone. She checks on the army and charges them with finding Deathstalker. Kana says she will cast a spell for more to join them. If they don't, they are to kill them. Dianara gets sliced across the abdomen during her battle, but continues fighting. As the stone warriors go through the hall, Deathstalker pulls out Alara's side, and he's being strangled by him and forces the antidote into his mouth. So Dianara finishes Daenerys with a sweet behind-the-back stab. Kana demands all women soldiers to stand in the center of the arena. She begins casting her spell, and the stone warriors show up and attack. Aldalar comes to, and Deathstalker punches him. Well, he's, like, super uh, happy about it. Like, why did you give him the antidote if you just wanted to punch him? Like, what? He's like, oh, I've been waiting for this. son of a bitch. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were happy to help him, and now you're happy to punch him? Like, what? <sighs> it's it's almost like he, he, he brings him to, and he's like, whoa, Deathstalker. And Deathstalker goes, the aristocrats. <laughs> <Deathstalker>. <laughs> Credits. Uh, <laughs> and then Bob Saget comes out. The battle rages on. Kana wonders why nothing is happening with her spell. Deathstalker returns the amulet to Dianara and says, This castle is going to need another princess. Back in her room, Kana's right hand man thinks the mixture needed to be stronger. She says he failed her. He leaves to go and confront Deathstalker. Deathstalker ends up stabbing him and throwing his body from the top of a castle wall. Like, which, if you ever wanted to see a, a medieval fight that looked like it happened in your backyard, it's what it looked like. The only way we know that it wasn't in someone's backyard is that it wasn't recorded on VHS. Deathstalker goes to Kana's room and grabs his old sword off the wall. He says, now my power is back. And she throws a potion down, and it lights up Deathstalker's sword, and she controls him, throwing him against the wall. <laughs> like, I thought Deathstalker was, like, using his power, but I'm like, oh, she's doing yeah, it. This is the first instance in this movie where we see her use magic. Like, all the other stuff right. of, like, people, like, turning the stone or whatever, that's through some kind With of... Potions yeah, and yeah, shit. That, that's science. That's chemistry, okay? This is where we've got, what, not even ten minutes left in this movie, and now she's using magic. Every one of these Deathstalker movies, the main villain always seems to be some magician that rules a kingdom somehow, and they just progressively get weaker and weaker and lamer. <laughs> yes. But it's, the, the sorcerer is, uh, is never in the, in the position where, like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm weak and I need to gain power, and then I'll be all powerful. Like, that would be something. That would be neat. Like, no, they just get shittier and shittier, and at no point does anyone ever say, like, you're not a very good sorcerer. I could probably just push you down, and now I'm in charge. <laughs>
Dust Talker's up against the wall. He tells her everyone has the antidote and her powers will turn her to stone. So she casts some fire spells, which Deathstalker then reverses <laughs> like he, or something. He and waves his sword over the flames, and um, the flames didn't even, like, go out. His sword just glowed red, and she, like, jumped backwards on a bed or something, right? Yeah, and then she turns to stone. So, and it, uh, I don't... Yeah. What? I guess she got a taste of her own medicine or potion i i don't like the sword has the ability like i'm rubber you're glue whatever you say bounces off means six to you ability apparently oh <laughs> that's the apparently. magic of the sword outside all the stone dudes begin turning human again Deathstalker grabs a rose and lays it on kana's body as a tear rolls from her stone face Outside, everyone cheers, and Deathstalker and Dinara suck face in front of them. And then we cut to the wilderness, and Deathstalker rides away on a horse. <laughs> and the credits start. Why was that there? Like, are we supposed to be like, this... Deathstalker settles for no one. <laughs> like, it's like he doesn't. Deathstalker ain't settling down. That like, well, it didn't. It didn't feel attached to it. We didn't know he was saying bye. <laughs> it's like a random plane. And Deathstalker rides across on a horse, and then the credits is like, wait, what? And it's so what? quick. It is. It's not even two seconds of him on a horse. Yeah. Like if you, if you blink, you might miss it. Honestly, it's so short. It goes from like cheering and kissing, like where it should have ended, and then just adds this. <laughs> it's for no damn. Right. Like he didn't like. If he would have like stopped and then took out his sword and then like lightning hit it, and he's like Deathstalker. And then the credits happen. Yeah, fine. That. Some- like, that's how the first one ended. Like, it was like his sword lit up, and he was like, yeah. And then we got like that profile shot, like we picked him in Street Fighter, and it like <laughs> yeah, the, the closed and giant, it ended. F- the silhouette of a flaming sword. Yeah, like, do that again. Like, that makes sense. But then he just, he just rides. It's like they were going to do something, maybe. And that was, I don't like, know. It looks like the editor had 36 frames of film. They wanted to put in the in the movie, and that's where they put it. Are they like, we are just four seconds away from being feature film length. Could you just add something? It's well over feature film length. I don't know why they felt they needed to. Well, well, hang on. It's by four, it's it's over by four minutes and change. Okay, so yeah, uh, they didn't need <laughs> the. the the second and a half of Deadstock, like, okay, I did my job. By what was that? Like, it just, I'm just. That is fucking excessive, Deathstalker. Yeah. That is excessive. Well, and, you know, like like I read in the synopsis of the film, he's supposed to... Well, he doesn't even love this woman. At no point did I feel like there was ever a relationship. At one point, they almost had sex. But then they get, they get interrupted by a, like a, a team meeting or whatever the hell that was. I mean, they thought each other was hot, I guess. Yeah. And they, had, they both solved the mystery together. That's about it. <laughs> Deathstalker got what he wanted, and then he left. He was like, "All right, I got my sword. I can go get some. I can go get some strange somewhere else. I don't need it here. This is this place is old news. I'm out of here." It's like I I saw a pile of of naked oiled women. I need a challenge. I'm Deathstalker. I need more hallways to roam around in. I hope when he left, him and Aladar didn't switch swords again. <laughs> Aladar. Well, we know they didn't because there was no fifth Deathstalker, so he had the right sword. That's true. Got my sword. Final mission. Well, at least this it's time you wouldn't have to. Best for last. 
<laughs> the best for yeah. That's what they did. What did you come here for? You. Your power. That's what I came here for. I can show you how to use it. <laughs> I think I'll manage just fine. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means... Uh, let's stay back. Let's let's not go to the uh, the tournament of Kana. Converted, which means, yeah, I'm, I'm down with this tournament. I'll hang out. I'll fight. I'll drink. I'll eat. I'll play play around with people. It's cool. Or drinking the Kool-Aid, which means you're drinking the poison. You're, you go all the way with Kana to becoming a stone warrior. So, Cullen, how do you rate Deathstalker 4 Match of Titans? Well, it was nice to watch a Deathstalker movie where our hero didn't victimize women. That was super cool, and and all the sex he was going to have was going to be consensual, even though he never actually had any sex. What kind of Deathstalker is I this? Know. You know, actually, surprisingly, for as much nudity as in this movie, there's no actual sex happening in it. It's just a bunch of women just naked for extended periods of time. As Brandon texted me this afternoon, he said this should have been called Deathstalker 4. Match of the titties. It is just all over this movie. And it's not even, you know, when they do that kind of stuff in movies, it's like, oh, look at how tantalizing it is. It's like, no, it's just some woman's got like a boob hanging out. Like, that's not, that's not sexy enough. <laughs> like, no, like, and like the like the women like fighting in the, the mud pits. Like, this isn't ick. Don't do this. But yeah, so the, uh, the women were not as victimized as much. And actually, they were, they were part of the fighters. And that was... That was neat. I do wish it was just a tournament of female fighters, and that would have been a lot better. Like I said earlier, Rick Hill is is better at acting, but you know what? It's just it's just kind of bleh. It's not awful, but it's not really good either. It's just eh. That's what it, that's what it could have been called. Deathstalker Four. Eh. Of Titans. Of Titans. Um. Yeah, I wasn't, like, waiting for the movie to end or anything like that. Like, with some of the things we watch, it was just like, all right, well, it's over. Okay. So, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I stay with my family on this. I can't foresee watching this again. Brandon, how do you rate Deathstalker 4, Match of the Titans? The movie has a lot of, like, I was thinking a lot of the time, like, could have been is a common phrase with me, like, oh, that could have been cool, uh, but they never really build on anything. Like, the all-women fighting tournament, well, that could have been cool, but they didn't really go through with it. The Stone Army, that whole thing, that, that could have been cool. It, you know, it wasn't. A sorceress, you know, with powers, you know, seducing men, like, getting down the, you know, had a mystery element to it, this Deathstalker, a little bit. That could have been cool, but it, it really wasn't. They're trying to go for more fantastical, like, beings in this but it ends up being just people with really crappy masks. And it's like, oh, that could have been cool, but no. Rick Hill's back. He's not quite the, he's not the same Deathstalker as before, but he's got that look of Deathstalker. He's actually kind of a more enjoyable person here. They they use montages with clips from the other movies in weird spots where they, they had the elements to do so and not in like a super expensive way that they could have used what they had, which is just, a little baffling some things it's, it's weird it's a sh- really short movie i never like was hating it 
But like I said, uh, there's stuff like, oh, that could have been cool, but it's just not good. It's not horrible. I watched it. Yeah, I'll stay with my, I'm going to stay with my family. Like, easy choice to do that, but I mean, don't, the movie's not like, oh my God, stay with my family. It's just like, it kind of just doesn't need to exi- <laughs> exist. Maybe a couple more bucks thrown at it, some more time to think about it. It, it, it either needs to be stuff. it either needs to be worse or better. You you know? Right, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to explain. Uh, <laughs> I, it's funny, we both had the same kind of feeling yeah. on that. We we're like, Well, this isn't like terrible, but I mean like <laughs> it's it not- isn't good either. Like it, but I'm not like woohoo. Yeah, it's not worth like, an hour and seventeen minutes of my time. Your your enjoyment's static. Like it's just like like you never go up and down. Where the movie starts, you just kind of coast on that feeling the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's really no sense of adventure with it, and that's kind of what these movies are supposed well, to be. Well, it's a, it's the lack of sets. Yeah. With that, I mean, they go to like some places, but they're all really obviously. Well, yeah, like they not interesting they and a- the same. They had access to a castle, and they just had to figure out as many ways to shoot it as possible. I will I will say this about it. It is better than Deathstalker 3. Oh yeah. And yeah. Even with all of the reused footage from previous Deathstalker movies, it's still less of that footage than in Deathstalker 3. That yeah. that movie was so much of that. This one <laughs> if you took out all of the footage from previous movies and Deathstalker walking around in hallways, it would probably be about 45 minutes of film. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this one has a reputation for just being clips from the other movies, but it's really not that no, much. No, the third one is much worse about it than this one. Overall, what was your favorite Deathstalker movie? Uh, Deathstalker 2. There's no question yeah. about it. That's the, be- yeah, that's the best one. Like, I, I don't mind. I think the first two were cool for different reasons. These la- the last third one, no way. This one was just, yeah, like there. So, I mean, the first two Deathstalkers are, are it for different reasons. Who'd you like best of the Deathstalker guys? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the second Deathstalker as well. He was charismatic. Yeah. He gave a damn about what he was doing. It was more of a swashbuckling feel than the others. What about you, Brandon? Same. Uh, that Deathstalker 2 is awesome. The, the guy who played it shouldn't be playing a Deathstalker, but damn, he's fun to watch. Yeah. The the thing about the Deathstalker movie is that everyone can pretty much stand on their own. You don't have to watch the others. Uh, be- well, actually, you kind of are watching all the others because the footage is from <laughs> all from the first one. But if you're only going to watch one Deathstalker movie, honestly, just watch two. Yeah. True. Yeah, the first one, uh, you can. First one's just a good... First one's just like a... One of the better, like, trashy fantasy movies. So if yeah. you're looking for, like, one of those early 80s trashy fantasy movies, that's one to watch. If you're looking for, like, junk that you can laugh at with someone else and, it, like, just enjoy a quick hit. Mm-hmm. Like, hit, it hits all the checklist things and you're done. That's what that one's good for. The second one, man, that's got some legit good jokes in it. It's silly. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's got the, one of the best title drops ever. Oh, God, yes. I'll have my revenge and Deathstalker 2 where she looks right into the camera and the music builds up. The music is awesome in that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm down with the, uh, the Deathstalker 2. I'm looking forward to seeing what we get with the Barbarian Queen because I don't know much about those two at all. Well, you're going to find But we out. both, I remember we both like Lana Clarkson was one of our favorite parts of the first Deathstalker. Mm-hmm. So now we get two movies of hers. Yeah, she's badass from what I remember. 
I am He-Man. Call She-Ra and me at 1-900-909-2233. We'll journey to distant worlds, explore the universe, and probably battle Skeletor along the way, huh? Probably, Orko. There's a new adventure every day. We'll also tell you how to get an action figure or this colorful poster. Get your parents' permission and call 1-900-909-2233. I have the power! On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing the 1991 Sylvester Stallone film, Oscar. Joining us will be Rachel Friend of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So thank you for listening in, beginning our fourth year with us. And for those of you who uh, came through and have been through four Deathstalkers with us, so yeah, all right, you're pretty cool. And we look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailer to Oscar, the trailer that actually trails. The year is 1931, and gangster Snaps Provolone is in control. The police are powerless. His rivals are helpless. No one in the entire city dares to defy him. Except his daughter. I'm a modern 30s woman. Look! Put that away! I'm your father! She'll do anything, anywhere, with anybody. Your daughter and I are lovers. What? Did he tell you I was pregnant? What? Touchstone Pictures presents Sylvester Stallone in the story of a father. What we need is a husband. Trying to find someone. No, look at us! Who will marry his daughter. I've decided to go away to a convent. Well, you're a little late. Maybe it'll be Anthony. But I love Thornton! Or Thornton. I want Oscar! Or Oscar. Who's Oscar? He's got pimples! Couple of dates with you and that'll clear up. But whoever she decides to spend her life with... You mean she's having the chauffeur's baby? It's sure to ruin his life. I just came from Lisa's bedroom. You and everybody else. Sylvester Stallone. Oscar. Listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker, edited by Brandon Peters, narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. I need a man the bigger, the better, and drunk! Okay.